doing Cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me Now gather round, I'm the new fool in town And my sound's laid down by the underground I'm drinking all the Hennessy you got on your shelf So just let me introduce myself My name is Humpty What's up, what's up, what's up, my L.A. fam? This your boy, L.A. Ray of L.A. Courtside Podcast. Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. Hey, that was just a little clip of uh, Digital Underground. I know my fam. I know y'all remember that from back in the mid to late 80s. The Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. That was a jam back in the day, baby. Let me, let me just give you another piece of that real quick. Sometimes I get ridiculous I'll eat up all your crackers and your licorice Oh, yo, fat girl Come here, are you ticklish? Yeah, I called you fat Look at me, I'm skinny It never stopped me from getting busy I'm a freak I like the girls with the boom I once got busy in a bathroom yeah, I'm yeah, crazy Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the shit back in the day Hey, but check it out, L.A. fam. This is another episode, episode number 86 of L.A. Courtside Podcast. This is going to be an abbreviated episode, much like I did with uh, episode number 85 yesterday, where I profiled the L.A. Lakers. And in this episode number 86, I'm going to uh, briefly profile the L.A. Clippers and uh, what the Clippers have been doing lately. Um, I'm doing these uh, abbreviated episodes, just these two, because I'm getting ready to go on another vacation going to uh, Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. And I asked you guys yesterday on my podcast, uh, was I nuts? Am I crazy? Do I need to go see a psychiatrist? Going, traveling internationally, and, you know, with the COVID stuff going on and all of that, even though I've been vaccinated, and I still caught COVID, like, right before Christmas. But, you know, I'm at this point where, you know, I'm still going to be careful down there in Mexico, but... You know, I, I'm just ready to start living my life again. You know what I mean? I'm going to be extra careful and um, just go go down there and have a good time. You know, make sure I got my mask on. I'm not going to put my mask on when I'm swimming in the beach or, or you know, in the ocean or in a pool or anything like that. Uh, go inside of a restaurant, have my mask on when it's time to eat, take the mask off. You know, so I'm going to be extra, extra careful. I know to get back in the United States, you have to have either a negative COVID test or if you've had COVID within the last 90 days, which I have had, you have to have what's called a document of recovery from your physician or from a, uh, a medical, uh, any sort of medical personnel. And I have that. I have it ready because there have been some people who have been stuck in places like Mexico or the Dominican Republic or wherever they're going internationally, Europe or whatever the case may be. And if you test positive and don't have any paperwork, uh, you will have to quarantine for 10 days. So, L.A. fam, just keep that in mind if you decide to uh, take a trip internationally. And let's just all be safe and be careful out there in terms of the COVID. So, uh, with that, the L.A. Clippers, you know, they're in the same situation much like the L.A. Lakers where, you know, you have all these injuries and, you know, you have COVID protocols and, uh, players going in and out of the lineup and coaches not being able to, you know, put a, a, a steady, consistent lineup on the floor. So they're mixing and matching. I mean, these teams are are getting players on these uh, special 10-day contracts, and a lot of these players are stepping right in into the starting lineup. I mean, you've got players out there that we've never even heard of starting for teams. 
So the Clippers, they're in the same situation as all NBA teams. So you know how I am. It's like no excuses. Next man up, let's get the job done. Now, in many instances throughout the NBA, because so many players, star players are getting injured or are on COVID protocol, it gives other players who traditionally or historically has not gotten a whole lot of playing time, it gives them the opportunity to step up and show what they can do. And in the Clippers case, that player is Amir Coffey. Amir Coffey has scored 21 points. He scored 21 points against Atlanta in a win, a 106-93 win by the Clippers. And then he came back with an 18-point game in a win against Denver, 87-85. The Clippers lost their next two games to New Orleans and San Antonio. However, Coffey scored 20 points against the Spurs in that loss, a 101-94 loss to the Spurs. And they just recently beat Indiana where he scored 16 points and the Clippers beat Indiana 139 to 133. So a guy like Amir Coffey is, is getting an opportunity. He's getting an opportunity to show Ty Lue what he can do. I mean, you know, the guy can score. Obviously, he can score. And, you know, he's still playing against NBA players. So he has a nice, you know, left-handed uh, jump shot, especially from the corner. And, you know, he can drive to the basket. You know, he has some hops on him. You know, he's a young guy, and he's hungry. He's taking advantage of his opportunity. And um, it's good for him. Good for him. As a team overall, though, again, the Clippers, they have won three out of their last five games. Again, they beat Atlanta and Denver, lost to New Orleans. How the hell we teams keep losing to New Orleans? New Orleans is not that good. But uh, they lost. Terrence Mann uh, led the Clippers in scoring in that game with 15 points. And then again, the loss of San Antonio and the recent victory over Indiana where Nick Batum just went crazy. And I'll get to that game in a minute. But uh, more disappointing for the Clippers, though, is the play recently of Reggie Jackson. You know, not playing well, at least in the last few games. The game against New Orleans, Reggie was only two out of 11 from the field, one of six from, uh, from beyond the arc. And then he followed that up against the Spurs going three for 14. One out of six from beyond the arc for seven points. So in those two games combined, he was five out of 25. Five out of 25. That's not going to get it done for Reggie Jackson. As we all know, last year, Reggie Jackson, I mean, he played so well in the playoffs. You know, down the stretch there, they start calling him Mr. June. Mr. June, Reggie Jackson. So when Kawhi Leonard went out with the injury against Utah, you know, Paul George was still the alpha dog. He was still the, you know, the man for the Clippers. But the second best player on that team at that particular time was Reggie Jackson. I mean, he was hitting big shot after big shot after big shot. And he and Paul George basically carried the Clippers all the way to the Western Conference Finals where they lost to Phoenix four games to two. So Reggie Jackson parlayed that into a two-year contract extension, two years for $22 million. That's 11 stacks per year. You know, congratulations. However, Reg, you got to pick it up. Not a Kawhi Leonard, you know, is still out. And Paul George is out. He's going to be out longer from what we have just heard yesterday. He may be out towards the end of February. Initially, it was going to be a few weeks, and then they were going to reevaluate his elbow. And then it came out, the story came out yesterday that it may be a few more weeks after that. So we probably won't see Paul George until close to the end of February. In the meantime, Reggie Jackson, you know, you have to be the man. You have to be the alpha dog on this team. 
You know, you're not, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be LeBron James or the, you know, the Greek freak or, you know, any of those guys like that. But he has to be the man on this team. You're not going to expect Nick Batum to score 32 points in the second half on most games or score 32 points at all like he did against Indiana. As, as well as uh, Amir Coffey is playing, you're not going to expect him to continue this pace. Yeah, it's, that's just not going to happen. And Marcus Morris Sr. is a guy who I would say at, at this point is probably the second best player on the Clippers team that is actually playing. And against the San Antonio Spurs, Morris himself was 6 of 17. 6 of 17. And against the Pelicans, he was 3 for 14. So that, you know, do the math, that's 9 for 31. And also, you know, Morris went 1 of 9 from beyond the arc against the uh, the Pelicans. 3 of 7 from beyond the arc against the Spurs. So those two players, Jackson, Morris, they're going to have to pick up the slack until Paul George returns. Now, when that happens, Paul George returns, the Clippers will be, they won't be whole, of course, until Kawhi Leonard comes back. But as they showed last year, the Clippers can be a very, very dangerous team if they are whole, even if, you know, without Kawhi Leonard. They also don't have uh, Luke Kennard back. Luke Kennard is still on COVID protocol, but I believe he'll be ready to play in the next game that the Clippers have, which is actually tonight against the uh, Denver Nuggets. Now, Here's another disadvantage that the whatever the schedule makers, I don't know who the schedule makers are in the NBA, but they didn't do the Clippers any favors. They have their next seven games. I'm sorry, eight games. Their next eight games are on the road starting tonight against Denver. Then, you know, let me rally them off at Philadelphia, at New York, at Washington, at Orlando, at Miami, at Charlotte, at Indiana. That's going to be tough. The only the only sure victory I see is at Orlando. Orlando has the worst record in the NBA. Other than that, these games are tough. Washington, Wizards, tough. New York Knicks, even though they've been a disappointment, you're at Madison Square Garden, that's a tough game. At Philadelphia, you know how tough that's going to be. Miami, Charlotte, Indiana. And then the the uh, the schedule makers have the Clippers coming back home for two games, only two games, February 3rd against the uh, the L.A. Lakers, and then Milwaukee, and then they have another three games on the road. Come back home for one and then go four for their next five on a row. So the schedule makers did not do the Clippers any justice in making this particular schedule. But, hey, it is what it is. You got to roll the basketballs out and you have to go play. So um, Paul George, again, going back to Paul George, he is going to be out at least until the end of February. And, excuse me, that was a big blow to – Clipper fans, because, you know, we are awaiting, awaiting Paul George to return right around this time or at least be reevaluated. So obviously that elbow is not healing as much as uh, fans or the Clippers organization would have hoped. And he's still going to be out. So, you know, this is the NBA. Pick up the pace. Speaking of pace against the uh, Indiana Pacers, the Clippers play one of their better offensive games of the year. 139 and 133 victory over Indiana. And Nick Batum just went absolutely nuts. 36 minutes, 11 out of 16 from the field, 7 of 10 from beyond the arc, 32 points. I mean, he was on fire. 
call that guy the professor. You know, the professor. He uh, he does just about everything that you need on the basketball court. He rebounds. He can pass the ball. He can he can defend. He doesn't turn the ball over that much. He's a very very smart player. He'll probably make a wonderful coach one day. But he carried the Clippers in this game in the second half. Reggie Jackson sort of got out of his slump, not from beyond the arc, however. But he did shoot 6 of 14 in the game against Indiana and scored 26 points. However, he was only one out of seven from beyond the arc. And that's going to have to improve moving forward if the Clippers have any chance of making some ground in the West. Currently, they are 22 and 23 in the Western Conference. Sort of just, you know, middling around in the middle of the pack. Nothing special. You know, if they can keep pretty much treading water, at least until uh, Paul George gets back, then they'll have a chance to make a little bit of noise in the West. And if they get Kawhi Leonard back, and by all accounts, he may be ahead of schedule in his rehabilitation on his uh, torn ACL. If they can get him back, you know, maybe a few weeks before the playoffs start, then that will bode well for the Clippers. And they may be able to make a push towards another uh, appearance in the Western Conference Finals. Amir Coffey continued to have a good game, as I mentioned before, against Indiana. He was 6 out of 10 from the field, 3 of 6 from beyond the arc for 16 points. So he continues to play well. You know, it's possible the Clippers could have found a diamond in the rough. Again, you know, when you have a bunch of injuries and uh, you throw other guys out there, you know, they're still playing against NBA talent. And uh, maybe they found something in Amir Coffey. So when Paul George comes back, I'm not saying that obviously Coffee is going to go back to the bench, but that's okay. You know, the Clippers, uh, once they get Luke Kennard back, you know, they'll have that firepower coming off the bench. If Coffee can continue his type of play that he's doing right now, and then you bring Luke Kennard off the bench, you still got Eric Bledsoe coming off of that bench. You got Hartenstein coming off the bench, Abaka, Terrence Mann, Brandon Boston Jr., you still got the young fella coming off the bench. So the Clippers have a pretty good second unit. It's just all about getting healthy. And again, not saying this as an excuse for the Clippers or any other team in the NBA because they're all going through it. They're all going through the COVID protocols. They're all going through, you know, little uh, knick-knack injuries to some of their players. And, you know, the, the Miami Heat, you know, was going through that. As I mentioned, the L.A. Lakers, the Denver Nuggets, they still don't have Jamal Murray back. They still don't have Michael Porter Jr. They may not have either of them back for the entire year. So no excuses, Clips, Clip Joint, Clipper Nation. Let's keep up what you're doing against Indiana. If they can play like that on this road trip, um, they may come out of this, you know, maybe in a, a four and four. If they if they win four of these next eight games that they're playing on the road, that is a successful long eight-game road trip, but I'm kind of skeptical because of the teams that they're playing. As I mentioned, Orlando may be the only sure-shot victory, and they only have like one day in between games, most of these games, uh, as far as practice go. They have back-to-back January 25th and 26th against Washington and Orlando, uh, respectively, and then a back-to-back against Charlotte and Indiana on the 30th and the 31st. That's going to be very, very tough. So, Four and four, even if it's three and five, I would think that's a pretty successful road trip uh, looking at this particular schedule. So let's hope the uh, Clippers can um, go on the road and uh, come back with a few victories before they play 
in the crypto.com arena, whatever the hell the name of it is, the Los Angeles Lakers on February 3rd. Another all-L.A. basketball show in the crypto.com arena. L.A. Lakers against the L.A. Clippers. Let the trolling begin on Twitter between those two fan bases. So, with that, before I uh, make my closing statements on the Clippers, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down the Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wild card team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If your sports book isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wild card weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, all right, all right, my L.A. fam. Again, this is your boy L.A. Ray Harris of L.A. Courtside Podcast being brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by, as you just heard, DraftKings.com. If you want to set up an account on DraftKings.com, make sure you go to that website and put in code TBPN and start placing your bets either on the NFL football action, playoff action that's going on right now, NBA basketball, National Hockey League, soccer, you name it, DraftKings.com has it. So in closing, uh, as far as the Clippers go, just want to say just stay the course. Clippers fans, still uh, keep the faith in your team. This is a crazy, crazy NBA season because of the COVID. And I'm tired of getting on here just complaining about the COVID. I don't know why I keep doing it because it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. And it looks like it's going to be part of our lives for a long time. So the NBA, uh, NBA franchises, NBA players, NBA coaches, you know, everyone's going to have to adapt to what's going on in this COVID world that we're living in right now. But again, as far as the Clippers go, hold the course until Paul George gets back and you'll have a chance. I mean, look at look at look at the standings here. Let, let me start with the Eastern Conference real quick. You have the Chicago Bulls at number one. 27 and 15. Who would have thought that? They had a pretty good team coming in, but nobody thought they would be number one in the East at this point in the season. You have Miami Heat at number two. They have a very, very good team. Brooklyn Nets at number three at 27 and 16. They've just lost Kevin Durant for at least, from what I'm hearing, month, month and a half, maybe, something like that. Kyrie Irving is playing half the time. And James Harden, as we all know, is not a playoff performer. So you don't know what the Brooklyn Nets are going to end up doing. Cleveland Cavaliers is a bit of a surprise. They have a really, really good young team. Evan Mobley may be, uh, be winning the Rookie of the Year award. 
And Milwaukee Bucks, who won the championship last year, is at number five. Philadelphia is at number six. They're waiting to see what the hell is going to happen with Ben Simmons. And uh, then you have the last four in the Charlotte Hornets, Washington Wizards, Toronto Raptors, and Boston Celtics. The Knicks are a big, big disappointment. They are number 11 and on the outside looking in so far. And then in the Western Conference, you know, number one is the Phoenix Suns, of course. They are probably the best team in the NBA with Golden State uh, creeping up at number two. And Golden State has just got Klay Thompson back. He hasn't looked like he's lost a step at all. And they may be the number one team in the, in the whole entire NBA. One big surprise is the Memphis Grizzlies, 31-15. and 15. You know, then you have your stalwarts, the Utah Jazz, Dallas Mavericks, Denver Nuggets are number six, even without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Now, as far as our L.A. teams go, yeah, Minnesota Timberwolves, a bit of a surprise at 500, 22 and 22. Then you have the Lakers also with that same record at 500 and your L.A. Clippers at 22 and 23. They are the eighth and ninth seed so far with Portland being number 10. So if the playoffs were to start today, the Lakers and the Clippers would be in that ridiculous play-in tournament that the NBA came up with last year. So, you know, there's a chance, Clippers. Again, you get Paul George back, you know, you want to you wanna end up being in the top six in either conference. You don't want to be in that play-in tournament. So the Clippers right now are only a couple of games out of the top six. So, and that's behind the Denver Nuggets. And the Denver Nuggets are not a whole team as well. So, there's still light at the end of the tunnel for Clipper fans. So, with that, L.A., my L.A. fan, I'm going to leave it right there. Thanks again for listening to L.A. Courtside Podcast. And if you don't want to miss any further episodes, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, whatever platform you use, uh, make sure you uh, subscribe. And also rate, comment, and review. I really, would, really, really would appreciate that. And then lastly... Um, Wish me traveling uh, grace and mercy as I embark on Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, Mexico. I'm going to be on the beach next to the pool. As I mentioned in my last episode, I'm going to be sipping on some Corona and some tequila while I'm watching the sunset in Mexico. So again, wish me traveling grace and mercy, my L.A. fam, as I embark on this international trip. And when I get back next week, I will be dropping episode number 87 regarding your L.A. Clippers and your L.A. Lakers. So with that, fam, until the next episode, as I leave you with a little snow by Informer or Informer by the group Snow. There won't be any snow in Medico. Peace.